amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. That might help. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? <laughs> hey, I thought the show was canceled. All right. <laughs> no, I'm sitting here talking it, and my, and my phone is on mute. That is all on me. That is so my fault. Oh, well. Yeah, I know, right? It's a hey, technical difficulty. That's how it goes sometimes. Wanna, hey, I um, want to ask you guys a question in regards to the NFL Combine. Um, this is what this podcast is. Three one who is watching 
who is watching the NFL Combine as they put it on uh, ABC yesterday as a Saturday showcase. That's not good I for me. I don't think that's... I can't lie to you. You did? Check your bits and pieces. I did. I did. I, I, did. Why? I have. Certain people, you know, huh? I don't know. Why? I just, it's, it's, it's an athletic feat. I just want to see what somebody's got, you know. I mean, granted, just because you do great at the combine don't make you a great pro, but, you know, just want to see. I, I, I love sports. Really? Man. How about that? Yes. I just yeah, can't watch the entire thing that I have. But that's not it's sports. An athletic, it's, it's an athletic feat. Well, How about that? It's sports related. The interview. Right. Lou, Lou, you said you was in and out of it? Yeah, I mean, you because know, they, they don't show you everything. So I just was able to catch uh, what I saw, what I heard through various uh, sources. And remember, these could be your stars in the future, somewhat. But, of course, some do tend to skip out because they want to wait for right. their, what they call the pro day. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, let me see what Derek thinks about this. What's up, D? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm sitting here playing with Junior, man, watching him spit up nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, it just pour out of him, so, man. There ain't no stopping. <laughs> right. Hey, hey no, yes, well, there's yes, no sir. need to it's no need to ask you if you watch NFL combine because you, you're occupied. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, I, I kept, like, one eye on it uh, a lot. What, what we talking about? You. I just got here. What we talking about? I just want to know who is watching it. That's what I'm saying. This is my question. It is actually a rhetorical question, but okay. Who is nah, watching it? I ain't going to tell you no lie, man. I was watching it. I was watching it. I would, man, until my 14-year-old daughter and my wife came in there. And my little girl was like, ooh, daddy, he fine. I was like, nope, turn the TV. I don't. I ain't got time for this. Before that, you know what I mean. I had been checking out the running backs. I think um, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers had just got through running. You know what I mean. And I was real mm-hmm. impressed with uh, Taylor running the the legit four three nine twice, and you know what exactly. I mean? Cam Akers knocked yep. out a solid four four one. You know what I mean? But hey, she messed it all up, man. I ain't playing. Me and my son was all settled in. The baby was sitting there like he was actually watching TV, and then she just ruined it for everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. So I guess that answers. Look at everybody. That yes. answers my question. Yeah, that right. answers my question. Who's watching? Because I, I, I have no interest in it. I just don't. I'm sorry. I have no interest in it. You know, you. Anybody that listens to this podcast, Zach, you know me. D, you know me. I don't yeah, like preseason. I don't like practice. I don't. I don't care for spring ball. I don't. You know. I just don't care for none of that stuff. So the so NFL combine this, just. Has, so you're saying the spring uh-huh. ball and practice not important then? So you think because you know, so they should just no. get out there and play. There's no need for that. Okay. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that's what he's saying. I think what he's saying is it don't <laughs> really mean anything. I, like you can get out there, and listen. Listen, no, uh, I I'm a Seminole fan, and uh, a couple of years back, bro, we had George Campbell here. George Campbell lit it up in his first spring game. I'm talking about, bro, he looked like the Knicks coming to Randy Moss, and I think over the next right. three seasons, we saw George Campbell catch like four passes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I understand, I I understand that. his disdain for spring ball. I, I do, too. 
I do too. Trust me, I do. I, 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 I trust me, I do. Okay, I, I get it. <laughs> I used to kind of dig those combine though, man. I, I like kind of the dog and pony show because you always have that one dude that's like that's like the next classification of Mike Mamula, where he come out and just kill right. the combine, and you be standing in your mind, this dude is the next Vernon Golston or whoever. He gonna come out, he gonna look like a workout warrior, and then when they right. put pads on, he gonna look like a walking marshmallow. Like so, you, I, I get a kick out of that part of watching, and everybody going wow, and you turn on his tape, and you never see him. I'll do anything noteworthy, <laughs> and you wonder how people that smart can screw up that badly, right? Because you can't measure heart, D. That's how. No, right. I understand that. That's true. So the true. Tape, the tape don't lie. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, that's true too. But you can't measure heart because one of the things that because- uh, I've this one of the things I've always taken from the NFL draft, recruiting. NBA draft or whatever. I don't even follow Major League Baseball draft. They they pick like a hundred rounds loose, so I can't get into that. Yeah, I don't know that much. That's what that's what I do in reports. I always go just like the first round, like the first like uh, thirty teams or whatever. Because mm-hmm. if I went through the whole thing, that would take me like three days. I ain't got time for right. you all yeah, that. Yeah, but Lou, you don't get to see, but you don't get to see Major League Baseball top top players until three years after they drafted. So you know, right. another reason why I don't do the whole thing. Got you. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Now, I don't care about preseason, but I have been paying closely to spring training. The Houston Astros are getting thrown at, Lou. They're getting hit with yep. baseball. What a shock. Now, mm-hmm. let, me, let me ask you this. If that continues in the regular season, how many brawls would the Houston Astros be involved in this year, do you think? Over 167. Under, <laughs> Two per game. Two per game every game this season. They're gonna Do run out of players, man. They're gonna, they gonna be playing with the emergency. I know, I know, pitch. but look, I mean, this has been this has been in the making, and it's gonna be an ugly season for the Astros. Maybe an ugly season for baseball all around. Get ready, guys. Do you agree with it? Do you line. agree with throwing? But let me ask you this: Do you agree with throwing baseballs at guys no. in preseason? No, no, no. Of course not. That's taking it too far. It's preseason. It doesn't mean anything, but they're still doing it because they're feeling resentment towards them. So that's the reason why they're there. But what about the regular season? What if somebody throws that Jose Altuve? What if somebody throws but that no, Brady? Uh, throws that Springer? But I'm just saying, do no, you agree with happen, it? Yes though. or no? But I'm asking y'all. Do no, you I don't agree with it? with it, but I know it's going to happen. So if they throw at Jose Altuve, he got every right to go out there with that bat and hit somebody, right? Yes, he does. Yes, oh, he yeah. Does. Believe it. Yes, he does. Believe it. He's going he yep. to be like that. Remember, remember the dude in Cuba that turned around and karate kicked the, the catcher? Yep. <laughs> yep. First y'all remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> y'all know what I do. Every time y'all hit one of my dudes, I'll turn around. I'm teaching all my people uh, how to kick that, that that tree like the dude on blood sport. I'm going to try to spit your head, but every time y'all hit one of <laughs> I just think. Lou, let me ask you I this. Are you a Yankees fan, Lou? Yeah. Lou, I've been a Yankees Yankee fan before I could talk. Oh, wow. Thing, y'all, okay. uh, weren't, weren't, weren't you guys one of the teams that was supposed to be alleged last year in the science stealing scandal videotaping? Yep. Your, was your team one of the teams? No. As, yep. as contrary yeah, well, as no, we were not one of the teams. <laughs> No, 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 no. You were. Yeah, they were. 
You want me to pull an article? Yes, you want me to pull a, yeah, you want me to pull an article for you? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it was the Yankees. It was the Yankees, the Sox, I think the Mets or somebody. It was like four different teams. The Mets. The That's Mets right. and the Dodgers. Don't forget the Dodgers and the Red yeah, Sox. Yeah. And the four different teams. Those were the teams. Wanna welcome this young man in. How you doing, Walter? Good evening, sir. Hey gentlemen, I'm sorry I'm late. Just had some last minute things and dropping off my nephew from Chuck E. Cheese. Can y'all hear me clearly? Yeah, we can fine. Fine, fine but you had to bring the, you ain't you had to bring the pizza in. You put the you told us about pizza. We all hungry now. <laughs> you know, you know, I was so hungry the cheese pizza taste yeah, that yeah, I'm pizza. sorry. I, 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 <laughs> let me ask you a question. Well, let me ask you. Yes, let me sir. ask you about spring training. Um, they're throwing they're throwing baseballs at the Houston Astros players. What do you think about that? Well, you know, certainly, like I said, you want to you want to put some type of discipline in place for the players, but at the same time, they're not the only ones that's doing it. I'm quite sure that. You know, it could be safe. You know, because anytime you start throwing a lot of, you know, stones at people, you know, mm-hmm. guess what? Someone can easily throw about three or four stones at you. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm in favor of just, you know, stripping them of the titles, making a statement for the rest of the uh, league. So everyone will get their action on the line. But they're not the only ones. Their players want retribution. The players want to. The, the players want to handle it. They don't want. They don't care about the stripping of the titles. The players want to handle it. So, is that yeah, the proper I, way to go about it? I don't believe so. Because then, if you start doing that, you're going to open a Pandora's box. That when something else comes down the line, they're going to say, "Well, you allow them to do this now. Why don't you allow them to do this here?" Dean, let me ask you a question well, in regards to uh, train. Oh, go ahead, Zach, real quick. Let me tell you something. Put this way. Come on, man. Now, uh, anytime you allowing players to throw a baseball 100 miles out at my head, you're talking about murder. And so you condone the murder guys. Okay, that's where I look at it. You condone the murder, okay, if you don't stop it. And you need to stop it now. They need to stop because guess what? If you throw 100 miles an hour at my head, I'm throwing 100 miles an hour at your head. And, 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 and so they, they got to stop it, okay? They, and, and that's what it's going to be. You condone the murder. You're going to kill someone. You're, you're, you're saying it's okay to go ahead and kill someone. Anybody else want to add to that? Uh, and you know I what the other thing that. is? If, if, you, if you, start, you start opening that Pandora's box where pitcher A wants to start throwing at the, the, the top player of the Astros, you mess around and hit that person in the head. You know, we were talking about it, my man from the Cleveland Browns. Um, what was the linebacker right. who ended up? With, you know, you can end up having another scenario like that. Um, and certainly, you don't you don't want that. Um, I, I get people want to, you know, want to pound flesh, but you got to just put things in that perspective and just say, hey, look, going forward. You know, here's how we'll handle it. Well, well, um, I have one thought on that. 
you know how you know how the NFL is like overly picky about quarterbacks getting hit, and the NBA refs do a really good job of protecting the superstars in basketball. When mm-hmm. baseball players get hurt, you know what I mean. Even if it's on accident. They freak out. You know what I mean? Remember, remember when A-Rod got his hand broke, dude hit him with the pitch, and I don't even think mm-hmm. he was trying to hit him. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the, the thing that's going to happen is somebody's star player is going to get hit in one of their games, and baseball is going to have to take a hard look at this and say, listen, we're going to be without a bunch of our star players if we don't get this crap under control because Houston plays a lot of people. Y'all, y'all play everybody, and if everybody feels like they can start throwing at you because everybody's talking about getting hit in the head, well, see, you got helmets on your head, but you ain't got no helmets on your arms. You ain't got helmets on, helmets on your forearms. Mm-hmm. Your hands, which you need for hitting, Correct. you ain't got no helmets right. on your knees, none of that stuff. So all it's gonna take is for one prominent dude to get hurt in some BS behind this whole. Uh, they stole some sign things, and then something real drastic is gonna happen. They gonna suspend somebody for an unrealistically long amount of games, and everybody gonna lose their mind. But it's gonna be a problem that they could have fixed earlier. It's like Walter said, listen, go on and stop it now. Let's get it over with. If you're going to do it, every time you hit somebody, throw them out the game, suspend them for their next start or whatever it is. They start digging in their pockets. Everybody will get over their pride real quick. Be like, look, if the league ain't doing nothing, there ain't nothing we can do about it. Because if that's the case, all you're going to have is you're going to have some wild, wild west stuff going on in baseball. It's a fair fight. Yeah. He had a ball, I had a bat. Hey, you know, you know it's going to transition off the field. It's going to transition off the field because here's the thing. I'm coming to your locker room for you, and I'm going to go to whoever I got to go to to get to you. Okay? So it's going to transition off the field. And I'm the type of person I've come to your house. No, exactly. Nah. So it's off the field. We got the pressure. Well, no, yeah, yeah, but it's not going to happen yeah. on the field. No, it will. Y'all yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah, think about it. Somebody's the life. Room, they can fight right there. <laughs> that's what I'm true. Yeah, it's not going to be life. A hundred miles per hour. Yeah, but it's not going to be someone's it, life. It, it mm-hmm. won't go that far, Zach. It'll, it'll, it'll be ugly. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I, here's, uh-huh. here's just my thought process about the situation. I think the first month of the season, you can forget about it. They're not going to throw no baseballs at nobody because they're going to all be given that stern warning from Major League Baseball say, look, we're not having that. Look, it's over with. We dealt with it. But – it's the it's the middle of the summer when them pennant races uh, and that that tension gets a little higher, and somebody's gonna be like, yeah, well, we remember when Houston did this or they did that, and and I and I think it's gonna be somebody. I think you're gonna have one ugly incident in baseball involving the Astros. I'm thinking it'll be in April, but I think around June, uh-huh. July, I think you're gonna get it. Uh, but I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna go to that point to where. Somebody's gonna go that far because they they've gotten in some very ugly brawls, some very ugly brawls. And it's never it's never spilled over past. I think uh, I remember when um I'm, I might date myself. Somebody got plunked in the head, and the guy took a bat out there. I can't remember who it was, but the guy took the bat out there, and they put it, and then they they went on for a while. They stopped it, then they went on for a while. I think it was the Dodgers and the Reds. Or something like that, or the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, or something like that. I mean, every time they looked up, somebody and Yasiel Puig, who is as big as yeah, a linebacker, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, yeah, he was, he just wouldn't calm down. He refused to. He had Zach Smith mm-hmm. out. He was like, "Look, I'm getting somebody. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is." Wait, what well, you guys? Know, let me ask you guys. I understand what you're saying. Huh? Go ahead. No, right. I was going to say, no, no matter what, you, you still realize that 
I was going to say, in my mind, because I know you're doing it on purpose. It's not an accident. When I yeah, know yeah. you purposely coming at me, come on, that's a different story. When I know, I know, I Here's know, I know, it's on purpose. I, 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 will, I will say this. It's very rarely that they throw baseballs at a guy's head. Very rare. Lou, you right. can back me up in my mind. They well, use okay, they they it. Like I'm saying the head, but it could be any part of my body. It could be any part yeah, of my body. You, when I know you're purposely doing it, get the mat. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, getting hit with a baseball has to hurt. I mean, it broke Alex Rodriguez's hand. Oh, uh, yeah. In, in a game, yeah. boy. Uh, yeah, so it, it's yeah, got to hurt. I agree with you there, but yeah, but I don't think they very rarely throw it. Now, if they throw it at a guy's head, like the Marlins threw at a guy's head a couple years ago against the Braves. The Marlins and the Braves got this right. thing where the Marlins plunked uh, Robert Cunha Jr. because he hot dogged. Um, around the bases one time. So when he came up, they plunked him in the shoulder. Well, the Braves threw, because the Marlins got no stars. They sold everybody. But anyway, they threw at one of the Marlins players. They threw at his head. Now, they go back and forth, and they kept doing it until finally somebody said, look, you throw at somebody else, we coming out there to handle this. And that's, that's just usually how that goes. But I very, you very rarely see them throw at somebody's head. I haven't. It's usually in the lower back, at the shoulder. Or it may get away. Now, if you hit somebody in the head, they usually say, hey, it got away. That's usually how it goes. Right. I know what's not getting away. I want to ask you guys about the NFL Players Association. The young, the, hey, the have-nots say, look, we want this deal. The have say, no, we don't want to play an extra game. So, D, you, you predicted this last week. So, what is your thoughts about what's going down with the NFL Players Association and well, all the members? What do you think about well, it? Well, well, this is the thing. The halves are outnumbered by the have-nots by, like, right. 30 yeah. to 1. So, if that's the case and it's just a majority vote, I, the one thing I was happy about watching it was that at least most of the player reps thought about somebody other than themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Because, like, like I said, all of the people that you heard talking about it were the guys that made over $15 million a year. Everybody that already make a boatload of money and they don't need no more money, they're the only ones that are complaining about it. You haven't heard yeah. you haven't heard one second or third tier dude open his mouth because yeah. he knows it's a benefit to him. It's a benefit to him. It's just not a benefit to the guy who's already making the most money anyway. Nobody cares if it's not a benefit to you. You're making more right. money than you're going to spend. Right. You know what I mean? Let, let them guys who ain't eating eat for once. Don't stop being selfish. This ain't AAU no more. This ain't high school. This ain't 707. This is real life. These people need to feed their families just like you do. So I, I was happy about that, but I told y'all that what was going to happen. Yep. Uh-oh. Uh uh, Lou, let me ask you this question uh, in regards to the NFL Players Association and this uh, right. this possible vote that's going to happen between uh, they're going to have a full member vote. Since the thirty two the thirty two reps couldn't, couldn't overwhelmingly do it, they're going to let all the players vote. Now you're going to seventeen games possibly in twenty twenty one. Should they expand right. the roster at least? Absolutely, but they did. They should be, but they did. <laughs> To 55. That was a part of the deal. They expanded the yeah. roster. They expanded the roster by three spots. They made a conditional IR, which means if a guy is hurt, he can actually take the time to get well mm-hmm. without his season being over. Mm-hmm. This means people who actually have real mm-hmm. injuries can take right. the time off mm-hmm. instead of where he can fight through it because he don't want his season to be over because then he's going to lose all his bonuses. 
He's going to lose all his season mm-hmm. play, which means it's going to take him an extra year to get the free agency. They're trying to fix all of that stuff. They just, like I said, it's the people who make a bunch of money already who don't care about those things who are complaining. So they did. They did that. They only, but they only going to 58. They only going to 58 spots. Yeah, but well, well, when you what had you when you had only, when you had fifty two or fifty three, if somebody went on IR, you replaced that guy. But his season was over, which means anything that he could earn was done. Well, at least now you can just bring people up, so you got more opportunities for more people. The practice squad guys got to expand it, and the practice squad guys, guys who are actually practicing, who are out there being the hitting dummies, getting more money per workout, per week, per all that. These are all the people who need the money. Mm-hmm. Did they up the so, okay? Did they up the did they up the revenue sharing though? Is the revenue sharing up to fifty percent, like it is in baseball and basketball? The revenue sharing is still at forty nine percent, but because they're getting a new they're getting a new TV deal and they're getting a, a couple of other new streams of revenue, including overseas, the money right. that they're sharing goes up. Plus, they increase all the minimums. They they increase every minimum, rookie minimum. Veteran minimum, all of the minimums went up, which is why I said the people who have are going to be the ones who complain. Mm-hmm. I've been. Oh, yeah, I've been it says every. Uh, I'm fascinated. Yeah, by it. it says every every uh, veteran minimum or every player minimum is going to go up. Uh, here's, here's where I'm at with this, though, I, and I got to get you guys' opinion about this. I don't like it. I really don't. Okay, here it is. The pay raise is going to go up from $495,000 up to 675. That's going to be the veteran minimum. And right. a player injured during the course during during the season will receive 100% of his salary up to 2 million compared to 50% and a maximum of 1.2 million. So if Russell Wilson gets hurt during the course of the season and he makes $17 million a year, he's only getting 2 million of those dollars. But his seventeen no, is gonna count again. No, no, no. That's, that's if you. That's if you only have. That's if you only have the minimum. Right. That's if you only have the minimum. Exactly. If you got a high salary, no, no, no. they don't cut your salary. Yeah, that's well, what they that's can't what this, That's what they yeah. Well, if you have the minimum, that's what this have the minimum. Well, this if you have the minimum, you get your base salary. You just don't get all your bonuses. Well, they got this proposal. This is what the proposal says. It says a player injured. It doesn't say nobody's, no, nobody's whatever. Uh, during the season, we receive 100% of his salary up to $2 million. That's, that's interesting. That they would, I, I, I hope that's not the case because I would see why the veterans or the, guy, the, the top guy would be really upset if that's the case. You mean I'm only gonna get two billion of my dollars if I'm injured? But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is. Maybe that's not worded right by the Los Angeles Times. Um, yeah, they, they every they, club they can bring as many. As, yeah, every club can bring as many as three players back from injured reserve compared to two. Practice, added practices will be limited to 16 per season instead of 28. So get ready for more bad football. Um, the active roster will increase by two players. And the practice squad by four, so they're they're gonna increase the rosters by look like six players. Mm-hmm. Two active players and four practice squad. Okay. And that's my question, Walton. Let me ask you this: Is the XFL really is what's driving the um, this this 
I guess you could say this this stalemate between the haves and have-nots of the NFL players. And the have-nots look at it like, well, hey, the XFL is showcasing these players that can possibly take my job. So maybe I need to try to get as much as I can while I'm in the league. Do you think that could be driving driving the have-not players to agree to disagree? That, that, that could, yeah, I believe that's possible. That's possible based on two things. Number one, um, the quality of the product overall, and I think in terms of how how the viewer rate the viewers and everyone responding to it. And then two is just in terms overall the quality of the talent is if the NFL starts to see individuals that there are more more just as good qualified people, that's possible. I, I think that is possible. Um um, that, that's possible, but at the same time, uh, you know, I believe they are in the driver's seat. You know, I don't. Anytime you deal with change, uh, our human reaction, our normal human reaction, sometimes is, a, is our first inclination to buck, buck against change, and sometimes that change can be for our betterment. But we're still bucking against it, so. You know, you raise a great point there that that the XFL. But on that same topic of the XFL, you know, I've watched a couple of games. The thing that confuses me about the XFL is that, you know, the NFL does a very good job, other than being mic'd, to not allow stuff to be heard during the game. Other than if it's just, let's say, Richard Sherman is mic'd up or uh, Johnny Mandel is mic'd up or something. But the XFL is putting such an emphasis on being mic'd up. I mean, what's, you know, what's driving that? Because when I hear or listen to a lot of this stuff, I'm like, how is that real thing interaction? I, I can answer that. Okay. Go ahead. Please. What they did was they – they looked at it as entertainment. So what they did was they took the NBA model for personality, um, for personality showcase. So like you know how the NBA will randomly just pick a dude. It's usually sometimes it's stars, but sometimes it's just a dude on the bench that get in the game for 20 minutes and they mic this dude up or they have a coach that's mic'd up. And it gives the fan a chance to see this dude's personality or see all that. That's where I think that came from. I think the, the emphasis on entertainment is something that they figure could really be catchy. I think it's kind of whack, but you know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. you don't I'm know who these dudes is, and like you listen to some of them. None of these people have ever had speaking coaches ever. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a coach in the booth, and I'm, I'm like, yeah. am I watching any given any given Sunday right, right. now? Right. Or... Basically. That's what you're watching. Right. right. Focusing on the entertainment yeah. of it, hoping that it's going to really yeah. get the league a jump in popularity because it's a kind of behind the curtain scene of what happens in football. That's what that is. Right. But they gotta they gotta go that route because the quality of football, if you're a football purist, you're you're not you're you're looking at it like, okay, it's lacking a little bit. So they gotta do they try to take another angle to get it to pop towards I guess you could say that that particular person. They're gonna get the casual fan because of that entertainment value that they're providing right. with the mic'd up and giving you that inside access during the course of a game. So that's what that is. But that's funny that you bring that up. Thank you. you still with the XFL or have you turned it off yet? 
So me? I'm still watching. I'm actually Zach. I ain't gonna lie. You still with me? I ain't watching since the second week, uh-huh. bro. I, I listen. Junior, Junior keep me so busy on the weekend, I ain't had time to look at too much of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, right. What about you? What about you, Zach? Are you still following? No, I don't follow per se. I mean, I watch here and there. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm it's not NFL, so I'm not all into it. Okay, not as of you know. But I do watch to see the bull that people gonna say. Like you said, the entertainment. I do just to see who gonna mess up. Who's going to cut somebody out or whatever the case may be. That's the best part. So the reality, that's my reality TV. I don't watch the other bull crap. So, you know. <laughs> All right, let's turn over. Let's turn our attention to the NBA. Last night, like I said, uh, the Houston Rockets and the Celtics played. Um, the Rockets got away with one. The Celtics played well. But they, but the Rockets were able to prevail in overtime. Great shot by Jalen Brown sending that game to overtime, by the way. Um, these are two small ball lineup. Seems like everybody's starting to adapt Houston style a little bit. Miami's starting to adapt a little bit. Um I noticed uh Houston's adapted. Not Houston, um Memphis has um has adapted a little bit to that small line right. small ball lineup. Is this the is the Rockets on or something? Did the Rockets um get the rest of the league to realize that hey, let's just worry about putting five best quality guys out there no matter size or height. And let's see what happens. Uh-huh. No, is that what it, is that what the NBA come to now? They have, but they didn't. That's my question. Miami Heat did. Yeah, I I remember when Miami yeah, but those, were doing it. But those with, guys were taller. With Bosch and you know Bosch and Giannis Haslam, and you have LeBron. Mm-hmm. You had both, um, yeah, you have you know, a bunch of basketball players. Even Golden State was doing it to a certain point um, because you really don't really have any too big. Like when Golden State won their first championship with Andrew Bogan, you know, he was more of a true pure five. Um, right. But even Golden State has kind of, to a degree, gotten to that where you don't have that true center anymore. I just, I think with Houston, by you taking Capella off of it, it's just very glaring and telling right now. Um, yeah. But I, I believe that's going to come back to the playoffs in the seven-game series. Because, you know what, Clippers have the ability to go small, but at the same time, when it comes time for matchups, coaches like Doc Rivers, coaches like Vogel, coaches like, um, you know, uh, depending on where, you know, Billy Donovan is, you know, they're not sitting Steven Adams down, especially if Steven Adams and Paul end up getting a good pick and roll on the game, let's say Houston. If they, they, Steven is clicking, they're not going to let let that go. And that's going to come back and bite them. But who's he, who is he, who is he guarding on defense? But let me ask you, who who will he guard on defense? Who's he guarding? Yeah, I, I agree with you. He's going to be a liability. T.J. Tucker? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but P.J. Uh, Tucker just stands just in the corner. That, yeah, but P.J. Well, well, Tucker well, just stands in the corner. He's going to take him away from the basket. So well, that, well, that negates well, your big. Well, Will, well, yeah. Will, you actually hit on this. I don't know if everybody remember, but when we talked about this at the beginning of the season, and uh, Will was talking about Houston, and I, really, I was like, nah, this is going to suck because Westbrook can't shoot. And you said one thing that I do remember. You said that if Russell Westbrook has that much space to drive one-on-one, it's going to be a nightmare for people. And as soon as they committed to a small ball, 
dude put up, what did he have to like 33? 33 and, and yeah. uh, like a in the last 10 games or something ridiculous like that. So I think you might have been on to something. And I heard what Lou said, but in a seven-game series, if you if you really think about what they got to do in the West, if you got the Lakers and you can eliminate the use for JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. and now you have AD and you got Russell Westbrook and James Harden coming downhill drawing fouls on these people, you might have more of a problem than you think because which one of them is LeBron going to guard? Neither. You know what I mean? Westbrook is too big for Rondo. He's too big for Avery Bradley. If you put LeBron Uh on it, he can't stay in front of him. You know what I mean? That kind of is a wash on offense on both ends, but on on offense with Houston, he's going to get the whole front line in foul trouble. And we know what James Harden does. He just – Draws fouls, you know what I mean? Like broke people collect, whatever. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's why I get what you're saying. But that's why Boston is so much. That's why Boston is so much a headache right now because yeah. the way Jason Tatum is playing is just is you can't you can't put a big on that kid. I know he's six nine. He looks six ten, wow. but you can't put Dude, a big on that kid day. because he killed Anthony Davis. He didn't he though? <laughs> He, 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 yeah, he's right. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't put it in the Miami Heat. I watched their game, their last two games. When they put Derrick Jones Jr. in the lineup over those two, uh, Miles Leonard and um, Kelly Olynyk, the floor yeah, opened up on. even more oh, for yeah. Jimmy Butler. So yeah, you, you give you, you, it's almost like the NBA. Like everybody just said, you know what? Houston may be on something. Let's space yeah. the floor. I get what you guys said about the Miami Heat. But you talk about six eleven, six nine, and Udonis is six eight. Darren mm-hmm. Sardin Center in Houston is six feet five. <laughs> the two to six five. No, that's no, he that might be six five. But it's not Chris Bosch's fault that he was six eleven and had the skill of a guard. Like that wasn't his fault. Like that mm-hmm. that's where that came from. But um I I, I, I will agree with you on two points. The only thing I would say is when you have to, when you, if they allow them, this is my only concern with what Houston does. For some weird reason, the NBA decides in the playoffs we don't call fouls no more, which is stupid because if you allow a guy 82 games to get used to playing a certain way and then in the playoffs, the same foul that he just got for six months, he no longer gets. He's How are you supposed to adjust to that from day to day or from game to game? If the games right. are officiated the way that they officiate them in the regular season, which I doubt it would really have, Houston will be a nightmare for anybody. The only thing is we all know that's not going to happen. So when the playoffs, a lot of these hits on the arms and stuff that Westbrook and Harden get, that was the problem with Harden. That's why he could never beat Golden State because the refs would swallow the whistle and all that flailing that he do in the regular season that they give yeah. him that he got used to, he can't get in the playoffs. So it's all going to depend on – uh, the level of physicality that Houston goes into the game with. If they go not looking for the ref to make the call and they're just going to play ball, they can beat anybody. But if it goes the other way and James Harden is turning around holding his arms up while everybody running down on defense, they're going to get mauled quick. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you guys about the situation between Giannis and James Harden. What do you guys think about this social media fake back and forth clap? What they call it, clap back between these two yeah. men. What do you guys think about it? I'm going to start with you first. What do you think about it? I'm so 
Lou, Lou, I'm gonna start with Lou. Okay. Go dig okay. Lou. No, I'm oh. actually hearing it through all the through the uh, I think like the windstorm that's going on over there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, windstorm also. All right, there we go. Okay, that, that's better. Okay, okay, there we go. We better. Okay, there that's we go. better. Okay, could you repeat that again? Because mm-hmm. I couldn't hear the whole thing. No, let me ask you. What do you think about the the social media, the interview or whatever it was between James Harden and uh, Giannis? They were going back oh, and mean forth. That, you mean that fake storyline? Come on. First of all, I don't really believe anything that's heard on social media. I mean, because that, that's basically just a bunch of gossip. I don't really believe in what they say on social media. Welcome to the new millennial. It wasn't on social Welcome media. The, that, was, uh, that was that was an interview. Nobody, that, that was an interview. That's right. That was, that, was yeah. that was a Rachel Nichols interview, I think. That was yeah, it was. Yeah, don't come back to my Rachel now. Hey, is it? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's a real interview. Yeah, it was a real interview. Right. Right. But yeah, what you think about the back and forth? That was a little harsh. It was, what was <laughs> you thought it? You thought, who do you think it was harsh? James Harden or Giannis? Which one? Because I think James Harden got too sensitive about about right. something because he yeah, knows he some some of the parts that Giannis said are true. Like like the fact yeah. that he was like it takes no skill to be seven foot and dunk. Like apparently you haven't been watching this dude play because outside right. of maybe maybe Kobe and D Wade, this dude probably got the uh, and Manu. He probably got the best Euro step I've ever seen. By far the best for a dude that big. His handles are great. Yes. His ball handling is good. Yeah. His vision right. is good. His passing is good. His defense is good. Like, I don't know what you've been watching, but he do a whole lot yeah. more than dunk. The problem is nobody else is big enough to stop him from dunking. Like, that's not his fault. No. Right. It isn't. But uh, yeah, I wanted like, to bring up a different, a different question, though, concerning about another player who I think is actually, you know, kind of like a schmuck, if you ask me. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, wait, what do you wait till I hear the name first and then, then see if you agree? Um, you guys have heard of Joel Embiid, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, last week he made a comment saying, I'm the best player in the world. You know what I say to that? You've got to be kidding. Embiid, the best what, player what in the world? To say? Well, what is he supposed to say? He's going he to say, I'm not the best player in the world. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want him to be honest. I don't want him to be honest either. I want him to believe that he's the best player. If I'm a Philly fan, but he's not. Maybe the best player of the team. No. Listen, can I can I get Lou on this? Can I get Lou on this? Uh, here it comes. There, there are some. There are some <laughs> nights when you actually may be the best player in the world. You're not going to be that every day. People say that all the time, but LeBron is not the best player in the world every night. Like last night when they got their heads handed to him, he wasn't the best player in the world. He was right. a dude that looked like he was very disinterested after this team jumped out on them real fast. So I don't even like the best dude in the world. Because it's, it's a dude at a playground somewhere right now that could probably step to the People will go crazy, and this dude will get yeah. 40. On some of the best players in the league, and then you'll never hear from him again. But that particular day, he was the best in the world. Got the NBA is supposed to be the best. Okay. I got it. I, I, I got your argument because I was going. I was going to say. I was going to say, can he get forty consistently? Because I, I'm pretty sure you and be. I, I got you one day because I know I can. I know I can score back in the day. 
I don't think I can yeah. score consistently uh, in the in, in the league, but I know I can. I can hold my own if we had some run against some ball players. This dude, this dude Shake Middleton, Milton, that played for the Sixers, right. just dropped thirty something, including like fifteen on Kawhi. That'll probably right. never happen yeah. again. But today, he was never. the best player on the court. And if Kawhi is considered the best player on the court, then today he was the best player in the world. If he, he was better than Kawhi, if that's how you want to phrase it. So I don't like that term. I just think I think you you listen. You're really really good. You're a great player, and just leave it like that. Now, one thing I will say is if Joel Embiid's brain is locked in and his body hold up, there's no more difficult matchup in the league because there's nobody else like him. There are long people like Anthony Davis. There are athletic people like LeBron. There's nobody like him in the league. Nobody. But what what? What, what what do you guys expect him to say? I mean, he's a he's a confident NBA player. Yeah, I don't have a problem with you. I really don't. Yeah, you think he's overconfident? Overconfident. <laughs> well, you know what? If a, if, if, if John Carlos Stanton came out and said I'm the best, I'm the best slugger in the. If John Carlos Stanton came out and said I'm the best slugger in baseball, what would you say, Lou? Liar. Oh, okay. Well, you that type of fan. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, you that type of fan. You were tired of that. Look, you hit 50, look, in 2018, you hit 59 home runs for a team that was absolute trash. You think you're the only one on the team? You may contribute a lot to the team, but you are not by far one of the players in the world. Your team was pathetic. Hey. Yeah, but see, well, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, because you messed with my Marlins now, so I got to get you. Um, first of all, let me go ahead and go told you. It's hard to hit 59 home runs on a team that only wins like 70 games because, like you said, the team was trash they don't and there was nobody else on that team. They don't have to pitch to you. Todd Dobb, thank you, D. So, from, for him to get 50, although his slugging was down and his batting average was down because I think he only batted like 236, but when they did give Groove him a fastball, which I couldn't understand why they would do it, but they did anyway, park it in the yard. So I'm gonna defend John Carlo on that. But you you can say you can say he's trash, but I'm just saying he played on a bad team and he maybe got one or two pitches a game to hit get a good solid pitch and usually one of those two pitches ended up in the bleachers. So I gotta give him some love. I think that's more impressive. But what well yeah, they're supposed to be because they traded most of their good players. But I think what he what he did in Miami is more impressive than what he could do in a star studded lineup with the Yankees because he should be hitting 100 home runs with the Yankees because they they can't pitch around him. He's got Judge. Um, who else? You, you uh, I think you got rid of the shortstop last year. We but did. Yeah, I mean, he had a star-studded lineup. So, hey, he should be in the home run. Well, he can't stay healthy. That's the reason. He can't stay healthy in New York. That's true. But, shoot. That's another problem. I think he's – I think he's to stay healthy. Too many you know, parts. Yeah. Well, you know, when I heard, when I heard him – when I heard Embiid make that statement, you know, I, I, you know, I looked at him from a talent standpoint, and I said, you know, big man, you may be right, especially when you have guys like Barkley and Shaq on him, um, you know, really just kind of really just riding him because he just certain things he failed to do. But what I believe he is not, if you want to claim that you are the best player in the world, I, I believe you have to be able to make that case mentally. And, I, you know, we can easily use Jordan. We can easily use Brian. We can easily use Jordan. 
If you know who I'm going to use, Akeem Olajuwon. That guy no was so mentally tough on the court, and he has the skills to back it up. Um, when you're so, when you're that mentally tough, I really believe you just don't have to pronounce that. And so, good point. He has the tools to be one of, one of the gifted fit men, but mentally, he is a, a living. I don't like roller coasters. I don't. The last time my daughter, <laughs> the last time my daughter talked me into going on a roller coaster with her and her friends, you you would have thought I was at a Pentecostal church service, and all the thing I could keep coming out was Jesus, 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 <laughs> <laughs> because it was an emotional, just, and, and it and it, it and it didn't even last that long. It probably didn't last for more than what two, three minutes. But that's uh-huh. what I think of Joel, Joel Embiid. He is just so wow. emotionally unstable, like a roller coaster. He'll have me going, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm going, how can you make the claim that you are the best player in the world when mentally? And I'm not I'm well, not against a player crying. But hold up. And having it's not even that. It's not even rest. that. He doesn't even ahead, take care yeah. of his body. And ironically, you know the funny thing to me? Two people who didn't believe in working out. Barkley and, and right. Shaq talking about that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> the, the, the same two people who Kobe said, damn, if Shaq would have took care of his body, we would have won, what, three or four more um, championships. So now yeah, they're that's right, but that's, that's, that's ironic. Those are the two people who getting on him by staying in shape. Two people who didn't do it themselves. But that's why, that's why they can tell you what be. he can be. But they can tell you that, but I don't value I can't value those two guys going after Joel Embiid because Charles Barkley didn't always play up to his full potential every game. See, what they got on him about was shooting three-pointers. Now, Shaq could get on him because when Shaq beat from 98 to 2002, Shaq was the most dominant thing in the NBA. I know Kobe was on that team, but Kobe wasn't Kobe at that time. Shaq was unstoppable. They tried they they fouled him, they did everything. Shaq changed the rules. He made he made teams, he made the NBA adapt the zone and he made them adapt the new hat. He made them uh revise the late game style rules. So Shaq and Shaq. So you gotta give Shaq his due. Barkley didn't always Barkley whined a lot in Philly, especially that last couple of years. Because before the Miami Heat became a franchise, I was a Philadelphia Sixers fan. And he did a lot of whining. He did a lot of whining, so Charles Barkley got to be careful when he criticized these young players sometimes and, and think about what he was like when he played. But Joel Embiid, I, 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 I think so. Uh, I get you, Walter, but Joel Embiid, to me, is a, he's, he's a guy with a lot of skill, but I think because he picked up basketball so late, I think right. the, the, the true passion for basketball is not there. I think I think he likes basketball, but I don't think he has the passion for basketball. I think Derek and, and Zach, that's why he doesn't work out or take care of his body. That's a good point. Can I say this? Everybody remembers the best Joel Embiid was in the playoffs last year, right? Especially right, right. When he said right. the number was hurting the stump. But, like, every game in the playoffs, aside from the I can't play because I got bubble good, he was awesome. The reason why he was yes. awesome was because he had Jimmy Butler. He had somebody to make him accountable. Yes. He, he right. will never say this out loud, but he don't like playing with Ben Simmons. He don't. Nope. 
He have his best game no, when mm-mm. Simmons is not in the game because he gets the play. Right. Now, people, Charles Barkley and Shaq get on him for dancing around that three-point line, but that's what's required of him while he's on that team. I really believe if you took him and put him in a team that was built for him, kind of like the, the Miami, I'm sorry, the Orlando Magic did with the White Howard, where he was mm-hmm. a centerpiece yeah. and that gave him a bunch of students and said, we're going to give you the ball and you go out and do your thing. Because remember, in the All-Star game, he was literally not, like, they couldn't do anything with him in the fourth quarter. Nothing. Nope. Nobody could do anything with him in the fourth quarter of the All-Star game. And those were the best of the best. Because he had the ball and he had shooters. Remember, he was on the block dancing, making LeBron go in the opposite direction and all kinds of stuff. You saw what he could do in the right situation. I just don't believe he's in the right situation. I think if you took him off that team and put him on another team that had a bunch of shooters like Phoenix, you would have a nightmare in Joel and me. You really would. Because you just got a bunch of dudes that's like, give me the ball, I got you, Dottie. You got to cover him one-on-one and see what you do. I agree. I agree with you on that, but I wouldn't invest in Joel and me. If I was a team and I was a franchise, I wouldn't make Joel. I I just wouldn't because I don't think I don't think he really likes. I don't think he has the passion for the game. If I want my franchise guy, I want my franchise guy to be like Jordan. I want him to be like Kobe. I want him to be like Bird. I want him to be like Magic. I want a guy to easily drink basketball. That's what I want. If right. if, if a guy's gonna be my franchise guy, I need you to think about number basketball. Aside uh-huh. from uh, it might hurt your personal life and everything else, but if Joel Embiid really cared about his body, yeah. if he really cared about his body, he would really he be passionate about. I want. Giannis wants to be. I, I agree. Wants to destroy yeah. people. Giannis, yeah, do. he just he doesn't yeah, care. Do. He don't want to like you. He just want to destroy you. That guy cares about <laughs> nothing but basketball. That's well, it. Like Joel Embiid doesn't like, have that. Time he's been Joel Embiid. <laughs> Yes. He has his and best Joel, games against Philly. And, and it was so funny, D. Joel and B wants to laugh and joke with him, while Giannis is like, nah, dude, we, I'm not here to be your friend. I want to destroy you. Right. I, I just, I, I want to take you down. And Joel and B just, he's just so, he's so, he's so blase. He's so, yeah, he can get serious after for a couple of minutes and then, He'll shoot a three-pointer, and then he'll just shrug his shoulders like, oh, yeah, I missed it, so what? And then his personality, and Ben Simmons is so, he's so such a nice kid. He don't want to get on him. He don't want to hold him accountable like Jimmy Butler. So you got two guys that right. are just, they don't mix to me. Their games don't mix, <laughs> and their personalities don't mix. That's why Jimmy Butler was able to come in there and say, no, no, this is what you're going to do. You're going to rebound. No, Ben, I'm going to take the ball, and I'm going to get the ball in the fourth quarter, and you're going to get out of the way. See, Jimmy Butler came in and saw that. Hey, these guys need direction. Mm-hmm. That's why they did so well with Jimmy. But look, mm-hmm. how, look how they're falling apart this year without Jimmy because they don't have nobody holding them accountable. Brent Brown can't hold him accountable. He's barely holding on to his job. <laughs> He's scared to death. And Elton Brand's not holding, Elton Brand's not holding them accountable. He, I, I don't yeah. know what he's doing. You need to you need to pull both of those guys in the locker room. I paid a hundred million dollars for all for for you two guys and Al Horford. We should not be the sixth best team in the Eastern Conference. We are the most talented roster in the Eastern Conference. We should not be the sixth best team. He needs right. to hold Joel and B and Ben Simmons. He needs to hold them accountable. Well, why do you think it's on the road though? That's what I'm trying to think. They're so dumb at home, but on the road they are completely different. What is wrong with them on the road? Yeah. 
because they get to sleep in their own beds and ain't no yeah. new places to go. Yeah. When you go out of town, you know how young people is. You go out of town, you got to yeah, stay out late. Remember, the last time they went to Miami, everybody went home and Ben Simmons didn't go. Right. No. Nope. was like, I, I ain't finished having fun yet. Like, that's not a good recipe. Like, that's that's yeah. not a good idea. That team, that team was, was built after. around youth. And they didn't get a good mix of, of veterans that make guys accountable. Like, Udonis Haslam was never the best player on the Heat, but he was always the most never. important because he made everybody else accountable. You have to have a dude like that. That was the first time they had one of them last year is Jimmy, and now Jimmy is out of there. Al Horford ain't going to do nothing. He's too quiet. No. He's too nice. He's too quiet. He ain't got no hood in him. Yeah. He's Jimmy. No. <laughs> <laughs> did it, Jimmy, and that's why MB was highly upset when they let Jimmy leave. He was like, "You gonna get Tobias Harris his money instead of Jimmy?" Really? Right. Yeah, that, yeah. Definitely a head scratcher there. That was. Yeah, the really head so, well, not really. I, I, I think not really. Why? I don't think it's a head scratcher mm. because it, it was a personality clash between Jimmy Butler and the coach. It was Jimmy Butler that had to go to Brett Brown and say, listen, I want the ball in the fourth quarter. I don't care you drafted Ben Simmons, yeah. number one. I don't care Joel Embiid is number one. I want the ball in the fourth quarter. He had to go to him and tell him that. So sometimes a bad personality, no matter how superior the talent is, it can rub people the wrong way. And it rubbed them the wrong way. Now, you can be a complete jerk in Miami because nobody's going to out-jerk Pat Rally. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to out Pat right. Riley. Pat Riley's going to be top jerk. <laughs> exactly. Pat yeah. Riley's going to always be top jerk. So he went to a, right. he went to the perfect spot for him. He can cuss and fuss and do whatever he wants in that locker room. But when he go in Pat Riley's office, I bet you he's quiet as a mouse. Because you ain't going to out jerk Pat Riley. Ask LeBron James. Ask LeBron James, Maverick Carter, uh, whoever else is on, on LeBron's team. And they they were complaining about uh, Pat Riley wouldn't lose up rules. Pat Riley said, "No, no, no, I run this down here. You just a player. I need you to play. Right. You don't. You, your you're friends and your family are not coming in the locker room. You're just a player. You don't get to tell the organization what to do. You're an important player, but your friends and your family are not. Everything Dan Gilbert gave him to come back, Pat Riley wouldn't give him. And that's why he posted. Right. That's why he was right. like, "No, I'm yeah. gone. I'm out of here." So, and that's why I'm team, and that's why I, I was team Petty when he left because I was like, what's more important? You want to win championships or you care about your friends having access to the Miami Heat locker room? Which one's more important? Mm-hmm. You know, hey. are you that yeah. are you that soft? Are you that are you that soft to where you you like well Dan Gilbert? gonna give me all these things that I want. He's gonna let my boys sit behind the bench. He's gonna let them be in the locker room and all this type of stuff. But you won't let me do it, so I gotta bounce. I don't think he was that soft, Will. Y'all know how I always tell y'all about the AAU mentality and all the adults around Uh the cheerleaders. That was the difference. Listen, he had finally ran into a man that wasn't his fan. <laughs> right. Pat Riley wasn't your fan. That's Pat it. Riley said, I'm the boss. Right. I'm not your fan. I don't, I don't care about none of that. Yep. If I don't get this 126 million to you, I'm going to give it to somebody else. Now, what you want to do? You want to come get this bag of rings? Or you want to stay up there and wear his pole and, and be the boss? He went and been, went, well, listen, he went and became the boss down there and then went back to Cleveland and tried to turn Cleveland into Miami. It just didn't work. Long term. Did he though? It worked out one time. Did, yeah. Did he though? He 
he tried to turn it. What, what was really what's really telling about that whole situation is it tells you that Dwayne Wade was a driving factor in LeBron James driving Miami Heat, uh, joining the Miami Heat. It wasn't Pat Riley. It was it was Dwayne Wade. So their friendship is what got him to Miami. And for for all this, Pat Riley can can spot talent. So Pat Riley's had some of the worst drafts there uh, there is. He just makes guys be good players. Yeah. Pat Riley took. Pat Riley took Bashan Leonard, um, Ike, uh, Ike, Ike Austin, uh, Udonis Haslam. None of these people were drafted. Pat Riley turned these people into multi-millionaires. Pat Riley, Pat Riley makes mistakes in drafts. He makes mistakes on personnel, but he's going to get the best out of the players that he gets. I mean, he right. made Anthony Mason and John Starks, who were career CBA players, into all-stars with the New York Knicks. Come on now. Let's, let's come on. Pat Riley is Pat Riley is Pat Riley. He gonna get the best out of his feet. And, and when he when he ran into LeBron, he was like, "Look, you're 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 ultra talented. You're a very good player, but you just gonna play here, bro. You're not gonna tell, you're not gonna tell us and let your friends have access to the locker room. No, it don't work like that. I wish more. I wish more. I wish more GMs were like Pat Riley. To be honest with you, I wish the Dolphins had a Pat Riley. I really do. Hey man, the I don't like don't grow on coaches. trees, Will. I know they don't, but you gotta, but you, but, but they gotta hold these guys accountable. And, and 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 the reason why I say sometimes sports does not imitate life. Sports is great entertainment, but it don't imitate life because in our everyday work, we are held accountable for our job. We are held accountable. You don't do your job the right way, or you you do something sketchy, you are let go. In sports, man, as long as you can run a four three, you can go out there and slap somebody, rob a bank, sell drugs, do all these other type of things, get forty five speed tickets, and you still got a job. Yep, yeah, that's true. That is very very true. So it's kind of hard. It's kind of, it, I just wish somebody would hold him accountable. Bill Belichick hold this guy's accountable. Bill Belichick get rid of you two years before you. Sorry, <laughs> he, he just can't hey. do. He tried to do Tom Brady. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? No way. Today I read a thing about Bill Belichick. He earned. I mean, I, mean, I like Bill Belichick as a coach anyway. I mean, I hate it because he's a patriot. But today, you know, Bill Belichick. There was a uh, a, a athlete not invited to the combine. Bill Belichick went to Middle Tennessee State. He told him, "Say not, don't worry about it. You're not invited. I'm gonna come to you," and worked him out. I, I like that. I like that. But, but that's why he team. wins, man. That's exactly. why he wins. <laughs> he saw this and he's like, "Wow, I'm so impressed." Yeah, but. How, how, if how you, did you guys Florida State? I, I watched a couple of teams. I watched the Louisville one with the Florida State, and then the last one Florida State played with Clemson. I mean, those were some tough losses there. You know, I, I'm hoping they don't end up dropping the ball when it comes time for the ACC tournament. I do. I'm not a Florida hey, State man. fan. You're talking to Derek. Go ahead, D. Look, bro. Look, bro. We listen. We don't want twenty. We don't want twenty-four games this year. We only lost okay. five right. times. This is basketball. Okay. You're not gonna have your best night every night, but right. I can guarantee you, tournament, yeah. tournament time, tournament time. Ham gonna have them boys up and ready to go. You can believe that. You can believe that. We listen. We won the ACC with far less talent. 
And this year, this this might be the deepest team the Ham has had. Like we got, we got shooters, we got defenders, we got athletes, we got runners, we got big men, we got pretty much everything you need. Plus, the ACC ain't the toughest deal. So we gonna we gonna see. I I feel what you're saying, but we gonna see. I, I, what concerns me though is that just that mental toughness that when the tournament comes into play, you start getting to 16 and 8. Is Florida State not going to take those? Those and, and like you said, not everyone's going to win every game. So are you going to take those mental lapses when you get to Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight? I mean, because I'm quite sure Florida State wants to win a national championship, but I just. You know they got a good strong coach there. Hey man, you you know you know how I feel, man. If if <laughs> if, if the refs in the tournament treat me right in the Elite Eight this time instead of doing me like they did for the last two years, we having a different conversation, man. It's, it really, really be honest. Let let's be honest about it. It really depends on depends on region and where we see it. Okay. That are going to tell us where we can go. But the last couple of years, they screw us on the region. They always give us, like, the hardest region, no matter how good we are. And then say, hey, let me see what y'all do with this. So we're going to see. <laughs> we're going to see. Okay. Well, you don't want to see. You don't want to see the latest mark draft then because they got y'all out west. So you don't want to see that. They always do us like that yeah, when that's... we have a good team, though, man. They sent us out there last year. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. They don't my that's how they do us, bro. That's how they do us. It, it's, it's okay. We're going we're gonna to make it. <laughs> All right, All if, right. if you ask me, this this may be this may be Leonard Hamilton's best opportunity to win that that national title because there's no mm-hmm. dominant team in basketball in college basketball. So this may be his nope. best opportunity to win it because this is the worst group of one and done players I've ever seen. I'm sorry, I know you're right. I know you're right. I I heard about Cole Anthony for years and I just ain't seeing it. I'm I mean, oh, thank you. I thought I was the only one seeing that. It, bro. I watched him yesterday. No. He's garbage. I watched he him yesterday. He's just a guard. He's just a guard. I mean, I ain't seen nothing impressive about him at all. What do you think about the kid from Georgia? I watched him play. He, he, and, who? But the Coenzy plays just like his daddy. That's the problem. Coenzy plays just like his daddy. That's the problem. Yeah. The most, <laughs> the most impressive player I've seen in college football, college basketball this year, that guy Toppin, and the best athlete that I saw is that guy that played for Auburn, Akur, uh, the guard. Yeah, Akur. Mm-hmm. That, that dude, that dude is an NBA athlete now. The basketball player we don't see. The dude Toppin is a scorer. Like he, he can put the ball in the hole. But aside from that, I'm like, Will, he ain't a one and done. You know what I mean? They, they one and done. That little dude from Kentucky, Mac, Maxi, is, is decent. You know what I mean? When he on, but when he ain't on, you don't even know he on the court. Ooh, that's he, he bad. That's when he when he when, when, yeah, he, when he is on, off, he, he is on. bad. Yeah, yeah, we on, he on, but and when he ain't on, <laughs> he off. He like Jay that, Smith. That, that. <laughs> That dude, that that group at Duke, woo! That group yeah. at Duke, man. man that, 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 I was like, I saw that game against. And, and you know why I like it, Will? Because Bernie Carey Jr. You know what he said? His exact words were, "I could never could go to Miami or play for Miami. I need to go where a real basketball team plays." Well, now you see, and okay, I respect that. 
But now, what, what you doing? What, what, you know? And he was supposed to be Listen, the one that's done. He's garbage. He, he, he was smiling when the trend, man. He want to go to the high school. Yeah. He, he want right. to go to school. Yeah. But I don't know if they pay attention. I don't know what they boost the alumni like and all of that crap. But I do know this. Camera Indoor is in the H-O-O-D. <laughs> Can say it again, somebody. <laughs> Camera indoor is right off the block, players. Like you can go, you can go get you a, a, a nice big dime bag right across the street. <laughs> Not only that, they got they got a, a hey, they got they got they got liquor stores up the way, and, and they got a couple of foreigners with convenience stores. So you know you in the hood, So and, go and, and and stores I'm trying to tell you. So I'm trying to tell you. So I don't. I, <laughs> Miami's got a much Miami's got a much nicer campus than Duke. Why yeah, he went there, yeah. he followed a trend. He's just like a lot of other kids. They think coach yeah, they think head. coach K. Yeah, he got some he got some magic pill that gets them to the NBA. They must don't know there's internet and scouting everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you Listen, go. Man. It, it really man, he ain't got no magic oh. pill. All the best players run to him. That's what make him good. You think he going? You think he got all them titles without NBA players? No, you do not. <laughs> Y'all making him rich. Let's say it. Sure, I'll say it. I don't care. I'll say it. No, they are Y'all making, making him rich. They making him. Him, them, him, and him and him and Nike or whoever they sponsor is. Because you can't tell me, Coach K. Don't all of a sudden know about all these allegations of guys getting paid. He's just clueless to the whole situation. He don't know nothing. Oh, man, he knows. Yeah. Guys alleged. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Alle- <laughs> right. It was all, it he, he was all like, Jeff Cable. He do like a coach on Blue Chips. <laughs> he do like a coach on Blue Chips. Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know guys, nothing about that. You guys watch the show Ballers? I did. Okay, okay. You know, you see the episode in Ballers where the 17-year-old say, look, I'm trying to get paid, Okay. And, yep. and, and you know, it, it was it was almost like they say real life. Like you seventeen, yep. look, I'm trying I'm trying to get paid. I mean, I don't care which one of y'all, whoever paid me the most is where I'm going, and that's how it is. You know, unfortunately. And speaking of which, today I met a kid. I took my little son to the arcade. This kid was like six six two eighty. I mean, he was a big. I mean, just muscle. So I wanted to say, man, let me ask you a question. Who you play linebacker for? He say, sir, and which I respect that. He say, no, nah, I'm a quarterback. And I'm only in the tenth grade. I said, "You a what?" And you know what? Ooh, he said, yeah. I'm in the tenth grade at Tucker High School. I said, "I know you." So he said, "Nah, I'm starting next year though." He said, "I'm wait," but I respect him. He said, "I'm waiting my time." The guy before me, he know the playbook, and I don't know the play. But you know what? By him saying that, I was like, "Man, this kid got his head together." For a kid to say that, but if you see him, he is a monster. He is a monster. I said, "Boy, Tucker High School next year don't have something on their team." Hey, man. Okay, there's no way to bring this kid down one, at least high school. Okay, six six. He got to be at least I'll say two sixty. And I thought he was a D lineman. He said, "No, I'm a quarterback." So I said, "Oh yeah, he about to get hey, paid. the baby. He about to get paid. the baby. Give you the baby. Give you his reaction to <laughs> all that. None of that matters. <laughs> the baby. Huh? The baby. The baby say none of that matters. <laughs> he he give you. <laughs> he give you. No. His, he say he's. He say he's not impressed by no big, no big guy. We see that. It's all Cam Newton. We, yeah, uh, we okay, see but, the but, hey, but guess what? The man was only in the tenth grade. And, but I tell you what, what's the most impressive thing to me though was he said, "Sir, 
And I like how he said, well, no, the guy behind me. How many kids you know talk like that? Not a guy ahead of me know the playbook. I don't know the playbook, so he deserved to play. Those were his exact words. How well, many kids speak like that? I hope his mama. How many? Talk- I hope his mama can get out of. I hope his mama can get out of the Cato the cab area then, because if he's that big <laughs> and he's legit, she should be. She should. He should demand at least two hundred thousand dollars at least. At least two hundred thousand. <laughs> Let's get that bag, baby. <laughs> Stop that bad. I, I'm sorry. I just I, I I don't believe I believe recruiting is all dirty. I don't care if the college basketball, college football. I believe it's all dirty. I think that's why Miami fell off. Miami didn't know how to get dirty. They used only one crook. They should have had five crooks like Alabama. They should have had five crooks on the roster like Alabama, LSU, and Auburn. Don't have one because one get busted. Then where your money? You ain't got no money to pay nobody else. You got the money. one got so. Yeah, exactly. You need you need at least five crooks, like the SEC schools, so that way you better pay these kids. And they ain't asking for much. They, it, and, and that's another. It's just society thing too, because I'm I'm like, y'all at like ten, twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money for these boosters and these schools to pay these kids. That's nothing. The schools getting ready to make millions. They get ready, they, ready they to make millions. That, they made that off the hot dog vending yesterday. So I'm trying to tell you. Twenty ten, twenty thousand dollars, nothing. Yeah, it's a lot. It's but, a hey, lot Will, of parents I mean, of a, a people who Have you seen the episode where, 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 um, did you see the episode where the Rock's character is getting ready to? He sued the NCAA, right? And and so he uh-huh. said, "Look, I brought my lawsuit, pay the players." And you know what the guy ahead of the NCAA say? And are you crazy? And that cuts into our profits. Why would we do that? And I was like, "Wow, exactly." <laughs> and, and he oh, man, was right. That's true. all it is. But then he said, but the thing is, you're still making a profit. But did the, the man say, did you not hear what I said? But it cuts into our profit. Cut into We're not our trying profit. to cut into the profit. <laughs> man, we need all the money. Yeah, he want all of it. Not, they ain't trying to give out nothing. So be happy with the little 10 20 you give you when you come here. And, and don't get caught. You need to keep it quiet. <laughs> I, I agree with something. We're going to get out of here. But I agree with something what Jamil Hill said. I bet you if every black player... Went to HBCUs, I bet you they'll start exactly. paying players. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. I, I, that's, a, that's a long one. We need, to, we need to talk about that next time. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you. If every black player went to an HBCU, I promise you they'll start playing. They'll, put, they'll play players the next day. They'll cut checks right here. They'll be rolling out bricks. Hey, man, come get your so money, man. Tell you. We sorry. <laughs> we sorry. <laughs> We sorry, man. We ain't even mean it like that. Man, it's just a bit misunderstanding, man. We ain't mean it like that, man. Uh, Thank all you guys for your time. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Hey, folks. Hey, if none of y'all else say, I love watching John Morant play. You got to watch that dude at least once. I do. Me too. Yes. I love watching him play. All right, that's all. I got it. I gotta check him out. I ain't seen. I haven't. I only saw highlights, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to sit down and watch this game. Thank you, Mr. Walter. Thank you, Mr. Derek. Thank you, Zach. Mike, you are fired. If you listen to this show, you fired. I just kidding. I love you, boy. Y'all be easy. I close the podcast same way every single time. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler. Check me out in the morning. Be easy. Be safe. Yeah. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.